0: Big Ten tournament play continued Thursday. And if you ask me, a couple of teams clinched their NCAA tournament bids with wins. You are locked on Big Ten, your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You're tuned in to Locked On Big Ten, everything you need to know about the conference every day of the week. I'm your host, Nate Dickinson. Be sure to follow the show wherever you get your podcasts, on YouTube and on Twitter, too. The show is at locked on big 10 at the end, not T-E-N, on wherever your podcasts, on YouTube and on Twitter. I mean, I'm Nate Dickinson at Nate with Sports. And we're going to get into all the Big Ten tournament action from Thursday here as big, big NCAA tournament implications in just about all of these games. Let's start off with the biggest game of the day, Michigan against Rutgers. We talked about it before but the potential for the winner of this game to make the NCAA tournament while the loser could very easily be on the outside looking in. It ends up being Rutgers taking the victory 62-50, the final score after an absolute destructive second half by the Scarlet Knights, good on defense, good on offense, 37-22, to 22, the count in the second 20 minutes after Michigan led by three at halftime. I mentioned earlier on the show yesterday that I thought that Rutgers was in a better position than Michigan going into this game. I believed that if Rutgers won, they were for sure in. While Michigan could get in with a win, but could still have work to do. But with the way things played out right now, I'm pretty comfortably saying that Rutgers is in the NCAA tournament. And I'm also pretty comfortably saying that Michigan State will be on the outside looking into the NCAA tournament. But we'll see what happens on Sunday. As far as what happened in this game, Rutgers, again, went into the second half down by three, but then just took over and dominated the rest of the way. Start off the second half on a 12-3 to three run, and then really after that, never let that lead go. Michigan was miserable on offense. They finished up with four field goals total in the second half, but they only had one field goal, one made shot from the field in a time where it really mattered in the second half. The rest of their shots made were really when this thing was pretty close to being done. Michigan just folded when it mattered most for their season, and it ends up being a loss for them that I think is going to be pretty damning come Selection Sunday. For them to go into that second half with a lead, which isn't the reason why they'll be out of the tournament, but for them to have the opportunity to win that game, then come out not winning that game, It's a really, really tough blow for Juan Howard's squad to take. Uh, The loss keeps, again, Michigan out of the NCAA tournament in their eyes. They needed this win and maybe needed another win here against the top-seeded Purdue today to really feel secure. But on the other side, Rutgers, who I've been preaching for a while, even with their tough road down the stretch, is an NCAA tournament team. They were pretty close to a consensus on the latest Bracket Matrix website. I believe this win over Michigan gets them into the field of 68 without question, but we've seen crazier things happen on Selection Sunday for sure. A good showing by Rutgers, and in a low-scoring game, I mean, 62-50 to is not exactly the most exciting college basketball out there. Michigan just had nothing, had nothing in the second 20 minutes to try to answer what Rutgers was doing. I don't know if you can blame it more on just poor shooting from Michigan or really good defense from Rutgers, but either way, I believe this ends at least the championship hopes for the Michigan Wolverines. It could be headed to the NIT. In the second game of the early slate, another upset by the Ohio State Buckeyes. That team looking really, really good as they beat Iowa 73 to 69. This was an insanely entertaining game to watch. Nobody led by more than six points if I looked right the entire way. There might have been a spot where somebody got up a little bit more, but I checked through the play-by-play, and I don't think anyone ever led by more than six points. That six-point lead was early even. These were two extremely evenly matched teams. And for an Iowa team that has the best offense in the Big Ten to be held to just 69 points, impressive from Ohio State. The Buckeyes have proven because beating Wisconsin in the 13-12 to matchup, that was one the Badgers really needed and didn't get. But this is a game in which Ohio State just upset a team that, in my opinion, much better than them in Iowa and the Hawkeyes, and did it by stopping what Iowa's good at, just scoring the basketball. I thought if Ohio State was going to win, it was going to be a high-scoring affair. It ends up being, again, 73-69. to They held Iowa under 70 points. That's impressive stuff from the Buckeyes' defense. They're proving that they're more than just a team that's getting hot at the right time right now because we mentioned Ohio State picked up a couple of wins at the back end of the regular season, now has a couple of wins in the Big Ten tournament too. But if you ask me, this isn't any sort of just hot streak the Buckeyes are on. They're maybe legit figuring something out here. It's still more than likely going to be too little too late as I don't see them going all the way to win the Big Ten tournament. But this team is playing legit good basketball. This is not a 13 seed that's going to be going up against Michigan State here on Friday. It'll be interesting to see also how far Iowa drops down with this loss, because even if Ohio State's playing well, it's also a team that played pretty brutally throughout the regular season, and this is not going to be a good loss for them to take. And with especially how tight things currently are, with the projections from like the 7 to 10 seeds, Iowa could see itself drop down a couple of lines if enough teams in that range are able to get a couple of more wins and move up in their conference tournaments. So, right now, Iowa's like a around seven seed. In most projections, I wouldn't be surprised to see them end up on Selection Sunday an 8 or a 9 because of this loss alone to Ohio State. We'll see what happens. Ohio State gets Michigan State here on Friday. It's going to be a really, really fun rest of this Big Ten tournament. Everybody except for the Buckeyes is a tournament team. Again, if you ask me right now in the moment, who's still left? Speaking of one of those teams who is... A tournament team, at least now after their win. I think Penn State, with the win yesterday, got themselves into the field. We'll talk more about that here in just a minute on Locked On Big Ten. Before we do that, though, It's well past the midway point of the NBA season, and as we get into the home stretch, you want to have FanDuel. It's the perfect time to get America's number one sportsbook. New customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on anything from the money line to point scores and threes made, too. Of course, you can also bet on the Big Ten tournament. You can bet on the NCAA tournament. You can bet on anything that you want to within those tournaments as well. FanDuel has you covered for March Madness and everything else that you could possibly imagine. And don't forget, you get that no sweat first bet of up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Thank you for making Locked On Big Ten your first listen every day. Make sure you tune in to our new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. Everything you need to know about college basketball in one place. Plus, hear from big name experts, insiders, players, and coaches. Locked On College Basketball on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Let's move into the night games here from Thursday in the Big Ten and a big one between Penn State and Illinois. These two teams were fighting inside throughout this entire game. For the team that leads the Big Ten and three-pointers attempted in Penn State, by the end of the game, they got pretty close to their average. But early on, both of these teams were really, really going inside and getting efficient scoring along the way, too. Final score, 79-76 to in favor of the Nittany Lions. And a lot of that scoring was getting inside. Also, a lot of slipping and falling, too. A weird, weird situation that we had in this game where it seemed like numerous times, first half and second half, we had people slipping and falling on the floor. We had it down earlier in the game too, or in the early games too. It was that kind of a matchup where, I mean, any of those games, any of those slips and falls could have ended up making the difference. It was just a really, really a weird thing to see happen at the United States. I mean, a, Professional basketball court, not the court the Bulls play on. They made a point of that in the broadcast. It's a separate court they bring in for the Big Ten tournament, but it's not like they're not used to playing basketball games on these courts. Uh, The second half of this game was incredibly entertaining. It was, again, said at the broadcast on one point about midway through the second half. Everyone was shooting above 60% from the field in that second half. Both these teams really just went back and forth, a real testament to how good the basketball was. This game was tied at seven minutes left to go. And I put a note down in my notes. This is it for Penn State. We've talked all season about how, hey, I want Penn State to make the tournament. I want these seniors to be in the field and get into the dance for the first time since 2011 for Penn State. And they end up pulling away in the last final minutes. Nittany Lions just took over, got themselves a whole bunch of big threes down the stretch, played a little bit closer to their M.O., and one playing their way. And again, I think this win puts them into the NCAA tournament. It would be the first time in 12 years since 2011. If they do make the field, then the drought for the longest Big Ten tournament, uh, the longest Big Ten tournament drought would be Nebraska, who has not made it since 2014. This was an incredibly good basketball game. Really fun to watch. Not quite as close as it ended up being at the end, Penn State ended up giving up a couple of baskets to Illinois to let them get back within three, but a really solid showing by everybody out there on the floor, Andrew Funk, uh, Seth Lundy, Cam Winter, everyone was really playing a team game for the Nittany Lions. And they, I think, again, with this win over Illinois, their third over the Illini this season, Penn State should be in that field of 68. That's a tournament team, if you ask me. In the last game of the night, Minnesota and Maryland, uh, lots of foul trouble in this game was a big, big theme throughout. It seemed like both teams were consistently subbing players in and out to try and manage it. It didn't affect Maryland all that much. They led pretty consistently throughout the game, 70 to 54, the final score, a tough way for Minnesota to see its season come to an end. But they got a Big Ten tournament win, which was huge for them. And for Ben Johnson's team, which for the second straight year was really not expecting much of anything. Uh, It got itself something and I think ends the season in a pretty uh, way that you can be proud of with the way that they got a couple of wins at the end of the regular season, got a big 10 tournament win. Uh, I think for a team that on paper was clearly below everybody else in the big 10 with no fault of anyone on that team, they had to build it from scratch a couple of years ago when Richard Pitino left. I think that team should be holding its head high in the same way Nebraska should after it lost to Minnesota because If you ask me, they, at least in the last few weeks of the season, overachieved. Overachieved and honestly got some big 10 wins in the clutch time. And when you're trying to get that NCAA tournament position, a team like Minnesota had nothing to lose, played like it, got some wins at the end, and has something it can be proud of. I think that's something good that you can take away. So it's going to be another exciting day of Big Ten basketball here today. The top four seeds hit the hardwood for the first time. Number one, Purdue. Number two, Northwestern. Number three, Indiana. Number four, Michigan State. We'll see if they all can make it to the semifinal round, or will we see another upset here on Friday? Whatever happens, we're going to have you covered with everything that does go down right here on Locked On Big Ten throughout the weekend. And of course, on Selection Sunday, NCAA tournament time. We'll get into all of it as we hit March Madness in full swing here on the show and around the country too. Until then, this has been Locked On Big Ten. Thank you for making us your first listen every weekday. For your second listen, check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. Experts Isaac Shade and Andy Patton bring you everything you need to know on and off the court, plus hear from the big name experts, coaches, and players throughout the basketball landscape. Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be back next time with more here on Locked On Big Ten. A whole lot of basketball for us to get into. We'll have it all covered for you on the show. Be sure to follow us at Locked On Big Ten, wherever you get your podcasts, on YouTube and on Twitter too. It's one zero when you type it out at the end, not T-E-N. Until then, I'm Nate with sports on Twitter. Nate Dickinson with Locked On.